Today on Locked Out A's, we're talking about what happened in the Rule 5 draft, who are the two guys that the A's are bringing in, and who got away. Let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 401 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are going to finally talk about the Rule 5 draft. Who are the two guys that the A's got? Who got drafted from the A's system? And then uh, there's there's a correlation that I think might be interesting about one of the guys that the A's brought in and what the A's could be trying to do this winter in taking some swings on the free agent market. So once that gets opened up again, because everything is locked out still, gotta love baseball. Catch the fever, you guys. Um, but before we get into any of that stuff, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Um, really appreciate that. It's always very sweet. Love all of the the Twitter uh, you know, DMs that you guys send me. Those are nice. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Uh, this week, I'm going to be talking to Scott Bentley of Locked On Tigers. We're going to be the, the Tigers are a fascinating team to me, and I have some questions that I want to throw his way and see what his thoughts are on that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about baseball, the lockout, all that good stuff. So that'll be uh, in your feeds on Tuesday slash Wednesday. It might be a two-part episode. We'll find out how long we talk because we are going to have a conversation. It'll be great. And then uh, later on this week, we're going to be doing a trade retrospective. So I'll have a little bit more on that a little bit later in the episode. But uh, that is the week at hand for us A's fans, but let's get into today's episode. Um, after talking about the Rule 5 draft a couple of weeks ago, and for a few episodes too, because the Rule 5 draft is fascinating to me, hopefully by now you have caught my Rule 5 fever. Uh, that is the only transmissible disease that is okay these days, is Rule 5 fever. Get it. Get, get that. <laughs> that said, we just got the small dose of the Rule 5 with only the minor league portion taking place. So the players that I'm about to talk about do not need to be on the big league roster come opening day and for the entirety of the season. Uh, that, that's just not how that works. There aren't really a lot of stipulations for players that are taken in the minor league draft. You just get them. There, there are now. Yay! So as far as I know, there, there are just no stipulations uh, when it comes to minor league draftees. I think I don't even think they have to stay at a certain level the whole time. It's not that they got to stay at the AAA roster. It's just they're there now. So enjoy. Uh, they are now with the organization that drafted them, and the hope is that the new organization will put them on the 40-man roster ahead of next year's draft to protect them from being another Rule 5 pick, which did not happen for one of these guys uh, that I'm about to talk about. But, um, you know, may- maybe he'll stick on, st- stick on with the A's because the A's are still most likely going to trade some guys, but they're also going to be bringing talent in. So it might get harder for some of these two guys that I'm going to talk about to actually, uh, you know, 
get, grab a foothold in the A's organization. Uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting. So who did the A's get? That is why you're here. Uh, in the first round, they selected Gabriel Mar Ma uh, Maciel from the Minnesota Twins. Maciel is a 22-year-old from Brazil and played for High A Cedar Rapids in 2021. If you search his name on Twitter, there are tons of videos of him doing very, very fast things, like laying down bunt singles and hitting triples. He can do it all, like those two things. Uh, Fangraphs has him rated as a 70 runner, or had him rated as a 70 runner before the season started, and he went on to swipe 17 bags in a 73-game season. So, not bad. Not, like, elite speed, but, you know, pretty good in the outcomes of stolen bases. And on the season, he hit 238 with a 311 on base. So not a sterling stat line by any means, but Fangraphs also said that they don't see him being much more than a fifth outfielder in future uh, in the future because of that hit tool. They don't think that he can hit at the big league level. And he did that with high AC to rapid. So maybe they're on to something, but maybe he could be, maybe not quite a Terrence Gore type, but you know, a, a speedy guy that you bring in in big situations. And maybe that's, his new career path is being the speed guy. Um, so we'll see. The A's tend to make moves with a purpose, so they likely have a plan for him to improve his hitting enough to let his speed play as he progresses through the minor leagues. They don't really take a lot of Rule 5 guys, it's especially in the major league portion, but in the minor league portion as well. They usually have some sort of a plan. Does it always pan out? No. But there's usually something that they want to see this guy do slightly differently that might lead to more success. So maybe, hopefully... That's what's opening here with Gabriel Maciel. Uh, my hope, my hope being an untrained uh, batting hitting coordinator here is that they would make him a little bit more of a slap hitter. Is he already a slap hitter? Don't know. Uh, but that's my hope is that they, they just have him just push the ball to wherever it's pitched. Focus on making hard, not even hard contact, just contact. Hit it 80 miles an hour every time, but do it where you want to hit it. And I think that that might be the best way for him to go. Kind of like Ichiro, you know? Uh, he led the league in hits a lot of times. He was a really good hitter. Uh, just punch the ball where it's pitched. Not many guys are doing that these days. And I mean, really, Ichiro was the best at it. But not a lot of guys do that in this gate in this this day and age, anyway. But if the A's were going to try and think outside of the box this winter, this would be one way to go about it. Uh, for the A's, they always gotta find th the next thing, and maybe. A bunch of slap hitters is the next thing for Oakland A's baseball. I would be intrigued by that at the very least. I don't know if I'd be excited just yet, but I'd be intrigued if a couple of guys did that. Make contact. That's what I want. More contact hitters. And if he can make more contact being a slap hitter, I will I will be very, very intrigued. Uh, the other player that the A's selected was another outfielder. They have so many outfielders now. And this one was from San Francisco's farm system, and he is named Vince Fernandez. Fernandez went to school, high school in Livermore and was originally drafted by the Rockies in the 10th round back in 2016. Uh, now he is 26 years old, and Fernandez has spent the last two seasons played in double-A and in 2021, he played mostly left field. So we're assuming he's a left fielder. So uh, things that you can presume from that, his throwing arm is okay. Not great. Not elite. Uh, his defense is okay. Not elite. Um, th those are just generalities that I think you can go with uh, in you know determining where you're getting played in the minor leagues of the Rockies system and even the Giants system. You know, the Giants have good players, but... 
Um, yeah, usually the guy with the good arm is in right field, and the best fielder is probably in center. So he's the left fielder, and make with that what you will. These are broad generalizations, never seeing him play, but he did hit 14 home runs in 81 games, so that's something. Uh, he, he hit 229 with a 331 on base, so the batting average, obviously, you know, this is A's baseball, doesn't really matter. The on-base was okay. The on-base was okay. Uh, and that home run rate was pretty solid. I'll take it. Fangraphs gave his raw power a 60 grade, so that has to be what the A's are banking on in taking Fernandez. And it's also worth noting that Fernandez was suspended for 50 games in 2019 and struggled after he returned that season. So it's tough to know what his true talent really is, but they have to like something, right? Uh, or else they wouldn't have taken him. But Or maybe they're just like, hey, you know what? We're going for broke. Let's see if we can find a diamond in the rough. Let's, you know, scattershot a bunch of these guys and maybe one of them pans out and, uh, you know, that would be nice. So that could also be the plan of action that the A's are going with this offseason. Very exciting. Uh, rooted in Oakland. <laughs> Anyways, coming up, I'm talking about two players that the A's added earlier this winter. But first... Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch all of your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And also thank you so much one more time for making the Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Go like, comment, subscribe, do all of the all. Of those things. And if you're already on YouTube, give us that thumbs up button. Those help the algorithm somehow, and those are very helpful, and uh, it, it helps the podcast grow. So, a little click on the thumbs up, very helpful. But uh, for this segment, I had planned on saving this segment for a rainy day, but then the rain hit, and uh, it kind of, the Rule 5 draft got me thinking. And I was like, hey, maybe there's a correlation between the, the second guy that the A's took, Vince Fernandez, in the Rule 5 draft. And somebody that they signed earlier in the winter, a minor league signee. And uh, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, see if there was a correlation. There's kind of a correlation, but they're both power hitters. That's that's the main correlation. And the guy that I'm talking about is Dermis Garcia. He is a former Yankee farmhand, and he popped 31 home runs in AA in 109 games before being released by the Yankees and then swooped up by the A's. Uh, while the power is nice... He does strike out a whole lot. In AA, uh, he struck out 37.9% to be exact. That's that's high. That's higher than I want. I, I said slap hitters that make contact, and they're like, how about this guy? He, he hit home runs and struck out 38% of the time. Sound good to you, Jason? It doesn't, Billy, but it's fine. It's fine. It, everything's fine. 
It's great. <laughs> he also hit 210 with a 307 on base percentage this past season. So there's a lot to be desired with Garcia, but his power appears to be legitimate. So am I intrigued? Yes. Am I excited? Not necessarily, but let's see what the A's do to him. Maybe they can have him hit 240 and get like a 330 on base. And they, actually, that's what I'm going to be talking about here in a second. I was, uh, I wrote this a couple days ago. Anyways, uh, Fangrass rated him as a plus plus raw power guy with strikeout issues. And that sounds like the guy that I just described to you. Uh, Garcia has dabbled at third base before this season, but was primarily a first baseman this past season. And I can imagine that will continue with the A's uh, you know, with him now being in the A system. That seems like it makes sense. And hey, maybe if the A's uh, trade Matt, Chap or, uh, Matt Olson over to the New York Yankees, it's like they got a, a replacement for Matt Olson, a much worse one, but a replacement nonetheless uh, if he skips AAA. He's not going to be the A's opening day first baseman. I'll just squash that right now. That was a joke. But when it comes to a development plan for Dermis Garcia, I'd probably have him work on his pitch recognition and knowing the strike zone, which would allow him to be able to hunt his pitch a little bit better. Obviously, he's got power, but if he can like scare guys into not throwing him strikes and then working walks out of that, that'd be great. Um, that would be one way to improve his on-base you know, abilities. Uh, while he may never have a super high average, he hit 210, uh, the best way to maximize his tools, I think, uh, would be to aim for Jack Cuss stat line from 2007 to 2009 when he hit 241 with a 378 on base and 28 home runs a year. That's what he averaged from 2007 to 2009. And then Jack Cuss, you know, didn't do much after that. But, you know, he was good for a few seasons. Remember Babe Cust? That was a good time. Oh, Ray Fossey, huh? Oh, that, that one hit me out of nowhere. That sucks. Um, anyways, uh, that is a that is a pretty lofty goal to attain from where we're starting from right now. Uh, what was it? 210 with a 307, and I and I wanted to hit 241 with a 378 in the big leagues. That's a that's a lofty goal. But if he can learn the strike zone and hunt his pitch a little bit better, I think that he could he could work his way towards that goal at the very least. But the price tag to get him was not high. So it's definitely a price tag worthy of taking this risk and trying to make him into a Jack Cuss from uh, the early 2000s, is it what we're going to call it? I don't know, it was a decade ago. Uh, odds are that Garcia won't reach the peak that I have laid before him, but from my vantage point, uh, there, there, that's where he should probably be aiming, is hit a bunch of dingers, get on base, and hit okay. Uh, if he could be that, that'd be fine. Defense... Whatever defense he gets. As long as he's not a clanky glove at first base, that's fine. Have him be the, the DH. Maybe like Renato Nunez. I don't know. Do whatever. Hit a bunch of dingers. Get on base a decent amount. That's what I'm hoping for Dermis Garcia. And I think that's kind of something that the A's might be. Maybe it's because of financial reasons. And these are the guys that they can, quote unquote, afford. Um, currently is a Rule 5 pick and a minor league signee. And they're like, yeah, get these guys with power. Legit power, but uh, don't do much else. That seems like something that we should go after, I guess. Anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about the one that got away in the Rule 5 draft. But first, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much great holiday goodness. 
rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there are so many flavors, you're gonna have a hard time choosing. Will you be a raspberry or a mint brownie? Cherry or double chocolate? Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Do you, do you, do you know Santa Claus? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. And I've got a box of Built Bars right here that I'm, I, I'm side-eyeing as I'm reading this. I'm getting hungry and I need to re-up. And you know how you re-up? You go to Built.com and you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Come. Bet Online has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. That is code LOCKED ON. One word, all caps, locked on. From basketball, NHL, uh, football, obviously, boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, and that's because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Leave us a rating or review. If you've made it this far, leave us a rating and a review. It always helps. And if you're already on YouTube, click that thumbs up button. It's very, very helpful in the YouTube algorithm. Whatever that means, uh, it helps, I guess. Uh, and if you don't follow us on YouTube, subscribe to our new YouTube channel. It's fantastic. We're also uh, available I guess, on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnAce. Uh, I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. But wrapping up today's episode, let's talk about Kobe Vance, who played the entire season with the Lansing Lugnuts and was slightly better than league average at the dish in 2021 with a 101 WRC+. Why are we talking about him? Because he's the guy that was drafted away from the Ace Farm system. The Marlins took him in the third round, so uh, he'll be trying to carve out a role with a team that is looking for anybody, literally anybody, that can swing a bat for them. And, uh, and I mean, and well for them. They've got a couple of guys, but they don't have a ton. They, they've got some pitching. They've got some arms. These fish have arms, but do they have bats? Uh, that is a interesting... Yeah, I think that it's a great opportunity for Kobe Vance, if I'm being quite honest. I, I'm excited to see what he does. I, I think that, you know, he could really take off with the Marlins. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping for the best for Kobe and uh, his career. In 2021, he hit 252 with a 357 on base and had a double-digit walk rate. And his strikeout rate sat at just 16.7%. He is the type of, you know, tough-to-pitch-to guy, tough-to-strike-out guy, contact hitter that I want the A's to grab more of. And instead... Uh, they, they went for guys with pop and let Kobe Vance get away, which stinks. And, uh, if I'm being honest, I don't know a lot about Kobe Vance. I 
I looked up articles and it was all like, yeah, he hit this in this year. Moving on to the next guy that the Marlins took. Uh, so there's not a lot of like in, information on Kobe Vance, but I have followed him on Twitter for uh, most of 2021, I believe. And the dude seems really, really cool. Um, he's always pumping up other guys, his teammates on the lug nuts uh, during the season and retweeting videos of his teammates' exploits on the diamond. And he seems like the kind of guy, like at least as a clubhouse presence, the kind of guy that you want on your club. And I want to wish him very, very good luck in Miami. Um, he, I, I, I like him a lot. I, I don't know necessarily what Miami is getting, but... The stat line looked nice. It looks like they need some bats. Maybe he's a bat that can play. Maybe he's a bench bat, but at the same time, he'd be in the big leagues. I think that he might have some big league potential. We'll see what happens here. But uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. But coming up this week, one more time, I am talking to Scott Bentley of Locked On Tigers about their chances coming in 2022. We're going to talk about the lockout and just baseball in general. I'm sure he's going to have some A's questions for me. So uh, maybe he has... A, something that I hadn't thought about before, and I will answer it on the fly. It'll be great, great podcasting. Um, and then on Thursday and Friday, we're doing a couple of trade retrospectives uh, that have anniversaries coming up. So if you know your ace history, you know who we're talking about. Uh, it, it's the main ones. <laughs> Think that way. It's the main guys. Um, so that is uh, that is all that we got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second lesson. Sully's always talking about the best things. And Sully, I believe, maybe uh, hosting a couple of Locked On A's episodes while I'm out on paternity leave to stretch it out for like another week. So uh, thank you to Sully ahead of time. Go listen to his podcast. Get, get a sense of what you're going to be in for for a couple of episodes. Um, Sully's great. Go listen to Locked On MLB. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.